All right, welcome to to the show. <laughs> Should we just get just dive on in? Yeah, I think we're just pretty high. I don't know what we've done. Yeah. Oh, let's talk about the weed. I got my weed that I was smoking. Excuse me. Um, it's a uh, orange creamsicle resin, live resin. And what was that other thing? Golden berry something. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. And I just bummed off. <clears throat> Delicious. Mm-hmm. Mercy. Wellness. Katadi. We love them. We go there a lot. Well, not since taxes happened. But... Yes, it's true. But still, they're nice, they're cool. We like them. Yeah. Last week, we left off with Lot and his gross, nasty daughters. Oh, yeah. The dude had sex with both of his daughters. Well, to be fair, they purposefully got him drunk. Okay, so his daughters raped him. Now we're going to go back to Abram, Lot's uncle. So he's back to being Abram. The ham hasn't hasn't happened yet. What? The ham hasn't happened yet? Abra. Ham. Oh. <laughs> I think you're talking about Noah's son, Ham. No. And I was like, wait, what? How do we get back there? Too um, many hams. <laughs> so many hams in the Bible. So we're going to pick up Abram's story from the point... After he rescued Lot, remember he came and he with King Melchizedek. <laughs> remember that? Oh yeah, Melt Cheesy Dick. Yeah. And he refused that one king's offer. The king of Sodom, I think it was, was like, "Give me your people, and I'll give you all my goods." No, I don't remember that, but I trust you. Remember, and Abram was like. You, I don't want you to be able to say that you made me rich. No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I'm a bad student. Well, we are high when we do this, so. Yeah. Um, anyway. So after that, in Genesis 15, chapter 1, excuse me. Genesis chapter 15, verse 1. I think the problem is I was just so focused on his name. Oh. And coming up with something funny to say. No, and I, so I didn't. But. I thought it was funny. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, Genesis 15 verse 1. After these things. I can't believe we're still in Genesis. I know. This is episode 6. Yeah, there's so much stuff in here. How many verses is it? A lot. I guess that depends on the size of the book. I don't know how many verses, but it's a lot of chapters. There's, like, so many verses per chapter. I thought Genesis was the chapter. It's, like... It's the, it's the book. Okay. Of the Bible. It's, like, a bigger section heading. Okay. Think about that one. It's an act. Sure. No, there aren't really that. chapters in plays, are there? No, not really. Anyway. Scenes? Yeah. Chapter 15, verse 1. After these things, 
the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. I don't know what that means. Word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. So God is just really feeling himself talking to Abram. I'm your shield. I'm your reward. So weird. Verses 2 and 3. Even though God had already promised, remember, he promised that Abram's descendants were going to be so numerous, you couldn't count them. Mm -hmm. Abram starts complaining that God hasn't given him any children. He's like, well, where are my kids at? I, I don't know if that's God's problem. Yeah, I mean... Uh, in verses... Oh, wait. Was Abram the one married to the barren lady? Yes. Okay. In verses 4 through 6, God tells Abram that he will indeed have an heir. <laughs> then he, God, brought him outside and said, Look toward heaven and count the stars, if you are able to number them. And he said to him, So shall your descendants be. So he's switching the comparison from the dust of the earth to all the stars in the sky to be so many descendants. Why? Why do we need the second description? Pick one. Stick with it. It's trying not to be repetitive, but right. it still is. I'm trying. And it says, <laughs> Abram believes God, and God accounted it to him for righteousness. So I guess he was pleased that Abram believed him. But then in verse 8, Abram is like, well, how do I know that I'm going to inherit my shit? <laughs> how do I know? And God's answer is a little bit weird. <laughs> in verses 9 through 11, God says, bring me a three-year-old heifer a three-year-old female goat, a three-year-old ram, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. Why does he keep wanting all of these animals? He's a real carnivore. He really loves his meat. Like a lot. Just wants all the different meats. A whole buffet. Then Abram brought all these to God. And cut them in two down the middle, and this is interesting, placed each piece opposite the other, but he did not cut the birds in two. And when the vultures came down on the carcasses, Abram drove them away. What a story. Why do we need all the detail of how he set up that sacrifice? But so, like, did... God even get his stuff, or was the vultures just got it? It says when they came down, Abram drove them away, so... Oh, he drove them away. Yeah. Okay, never mind. I'm not listening very well right now. Kind <laughs> of how I felt in Sunday school, but I wasn't high. But I somehow <laughs> retained so much of that information, I guess, because I heard it so often. Yeah. Verses 12 through 16, when it gets dark... Abram falls into a deep sleep, <laughs> and behold, horror and great darkness 
fell upon him. What does that mean? I feel like he did everything he was supposed to do. Horror. What is that? I don't... Sounds bad. Ghosts? <laughs> bad dreams? Has anything been described as horror yet? So far in the Bible? I don't think so. I don't remember. First mention of horror? I mean, we've kind of been going... Basically chapter by chapter so far. Yeah. I don't remember seeing the word horror yet. But why, so, God? I don't know. Because falls into a deep sleep. Horror and great darkness fell upon him. God basically tells him, Look, <laughs> your descendants are going to be strangers in a land that doesn't belong to them. They're going to serve the people who own the land. And those people will shit on them for 400 years, essentially. But it's all good, because I'm going to judge them for it, and your descendants will be rich after that. So after, are you, are you seeing what I'm seeing? After he promised several times to Abram, I'm going to give you all of this land and your... Then he's like, oh, well, but also... <laughs> Your, your descendants are going to basically be servants for 400 years, and then they'll be rich after. Yeah, that doesn't seem very fair. Doesn't seem cool. And that God's going to judge the people and enslave them, but how about he just makes them not enslave them? What? For 400 years? No, it makes it okay if God is mad. Right. Then God tells Abram specifically that he'll be buried at a good old age, it says. <laughs> and your fourth generation will come back to this area where you're at right now. Okay. Cool. In verse 17, and it came to pass when the sun went down and it was dark. And I'm thinking, didn't you just say that it was dark? And this darkness and horror fell upon him. Why does it keep repeating itself? Behold... Laura, you gotta help me with this one. Behold, this is New King James Version. This is what I've been quoting the whole time. Behold, there appeared a smoking oven and a burning torch that passed between those pieces. I'm guessing the pieces of the sacrifices. Remember, he cut the pieces in two. And... Oh, okay. So, okay, what? An oven appeared. Verses 18 and 19. God makes a covenant with Abram that his people will own all the land between the river of Egypt to the Euphrates. Cool. But then he already put that weird condition on it. So it's strange. Mm -hmm. Chapter 16. We're reminded that Abram's wife, Sarai, Sarai, can't have children. Mm-hmm. Now we learned that she has an Egyptian maid named Hagar. She's Egyptian, it says, so I assume she's one of the people they acquired in Egypt. Mm -hmm. Sarai basically tells her husband, Abram, have sex with her. That way, maybe we'll just take that child. We can just do it that way. That Hand seems okay. Handmaid's Tale vibes. Did you watch that? No, not yet. Ooh, you'll see. Ooh, that's 
right up that alley. Abram listens to her. He's like, okay. Of course. I could have sex with another girl. Why God? But when Hagar, the servant, gets pregnant, she starts hating on Sarai. She's like, oh, well, I'm the one who's pregnant, so you can't have kids. I'm the one that has his mm-hmm. heir now. Sarai goes to Abram, <laughs> complains, and he goes, hey, you know what? She's your maid. You deal with it. Do whatever you want with her. I don't care. Rude. <laughs> mm-hmm. So then it says, Sarai dealt harshly with her. That sounds bad, right? Yeah. Then an angel shows up with Hagar, asks where she's from and where she's going. But you're an angel. Don't you just... Are you just watching people? Right. Like, why did the angel just happen upon this person? Why are you asking? You probably know. And she tells him she's running away from her mistress. And he tells her to go back, this angel. He's like, you should go back there. And he also gives her this great news that, you know what? God's going to give you a lot of descendants as well. So it's cool. You can go back. It's inside. The angel tells her she should name the baby Ishmael. I feel like I've heard that name before. Right from Abraham. Big old Bible dude. (laughs) Because uh, you name the baby Ishmael because the Lord has heard your affliction. And also, (laughs) the angel says that he shall be a wild man. His hand shall be against every man. And every man's hand against him, and he shall dwell in the presence of all his brethren. Whatever the fuck all of that means. A wild man. Just what? When Ishmael is born, Abram is 86. Old, old, old. That's gross. Yeah. In chapter 17, verse 1, when Abram is 99, God appears to him and says, I am almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. Which is a weird command. Yes. Mm -hmm. And again, you're going to have so many descendants. And basically this whole chapter, chapter 17, is him repeating the same stuff that he's already told Abram several times. But in verse 5 is when we get the name change. God changes his name to Abraham. Because he will be the father of many nations. I guess that's what Abraham means. And then in verse 10, things get fun. God tells Abraham that he and every male in his family needs to get circumcised. Any male that he buys, it says, has to be circumcised. So all of his slaves? Yes. Anyone... Who doesn't get circumcised has broken the family covenant. This big special covenant that God has made with Abraham. And will therefore be cut off from all that. You don't get circumcised. You don't get the blessing. You gotta cut your penis. In verses 15 through 18, God also changes Sarai's name to Sarah. And says he'll bless her and she'll have a kid. Abraham falls out laughing about this. He's like, um, basically 100. Sarah's 90. How the fuck 
are we gonna have a kid? I have this kid Ishmael. He's my kid. God's like, no. <laughs> Sarah's gonna have a son. You're Poor. gonna name him Isaac. Poor Sarah. Yeah, she's old. Isaac's gonna get the top-notch blessing. But don't worry, I've blessed Ishmael too. He's gonna be real fruitful as well. His, <laughs> his family line will have 12 princes. Cool, I guess. Yeah. But Isaac's getting this special covenant, and he'll arrive next year. Giving it like a nice save the date card. Next year. And then in verse 19, again, this is chapter 17. God finished talking and went up from Abraham. What? I don't understand all of his different forms. Right. Because all it really says is like he came down or he appeared. But it doesn't say what he looked like or what. Is he a solid, a liquid, or a gas? Or wait, this is the Bible, so there's no science involved. Right. I mean, I feel like the only explanation according to the Bible is that he took a form that looked like a person. Because it never says really... I guess... How do we have so many so many pictures of white Jesus, but right. we don't have any pictures of God in whatever form he came right. to all of these people in? Right. We just don't... We don't know, Laura. But alrighty then. We just go with it. <laughs> just go with it. Santa's real too. Yeah. Makes sense. We can put down all the kidney. In verses 18 through 22. Oh, sorry. Blurp, blurp. Skip ahead. He went up. Verses 23 through 27. Abraham at age 99, Ishmael at age 13, and every other dude in the household gets circumcised. Ouch. There's four verses just saying how they all got circumcised. Is it like detail or is no, it No, it's just not like, detail. It's just like, this person got circumcised. All these people this did. Person yeah. did. This Servants. person did. Yeah. This person did. Yeah. This person did. Yeah. That is unfortunate for them. Yeah. 99 years old. <laughs> yeah so <laughs> next up beginning of chapter 18 God's back after being gone for five verses he went up and now he's back he's down mm-hmm. he appears to Abraham by the terrapin trees of Mamre Where <laughs> are those trees can you get seeds of those anywhere I don't know that'd be a good thing to look up yeah. terrapin trees God shows up with two angels. And, fun fact, these are the two angels that go and have that little sleepover with Lot. Oh, yeah? Yeah. In verses 2 through 5, Abraham runs out of his tent to meet God and the angels. He bows down, asks them to stay, wash your feet, rest. I'll bring you a morsel of bread, he says. And then you guys can go. Like, the only... I think the only time I've seen God in a human form was in Bruce Almighty, so I'm just picturing Morgan Freeman <laughs> right now, decked out in his, his suit, just sitting next to, to two angels. Right. We don't know. Could. Sure. 
that look like Morgan Freeman? <laughs> we don't know. Um, verses six and seven. After he said, "Oh, excuse me," but I could have. Uh, after Abraham's Abraham says he's gonna make a morsel of bread for them, God goes, "Yeah, okay, do that." He just says, "Yeah." Yeah, I'm hungry. <laughs> I just showed up from heaven. I'm starving. Can you please give me a morsel? I thought that was funny. In verses 6 and 7, Abraham tells his wife Sarah to make three cakes. Then he goes and picks a young calf for one of his servants to prepare. Then he brings some butter, milk, and meat to God and the angels. And he stands around while they eat. <laughs> and in verses 9 through 15, the guys ask where Sarah's at. Abraham tells them she's in the tent. And then God tells Abraham, I will, <laughs> this is going to be fun. I will certainly return to you according to the time of life. And behold, Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. So I'm going to come back. God is saying, your wife's going to have a son. That seems weird. Implication. The implication of that. Yeah. Sarah's listening in on this conversation. She's uh, peeping in the air around the corner. And she starts cracking up. Like, yeah, our old asses are going to have sex. Sure. This is Morgan Freeman and Sarah. Well, she's thinking her and Abraham. She's like, oh, they're going to have sex. And God asked Abraham... Not He doesn't ask Sarah why she laughed. He asks Abraham why she laughed. And says, is anything too difficult for the Lord? Creepy, right? I can do whatever. And he repeats, at the appointed time, I'll return to you according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Sarah gets scared and said she didn't laugh. And God says, no, but you did laugh. Like, this is, this whole thing about laughing is actually in the Bible. Yes. Like, these people are having an argument about whether or not she laughed. Yes. <laughs> and it says, God says, you did laugh. And there's an exclamation point in the New King James Version, at least. This sounds like a stupid fight that Which... I had with my wife. <laughs> to laugh at the exclamation point that's included. Like, there's an exclamation mm -hmm. point in the you Bible. You did laugh. <laughs> that's what God said. <laughs> and then the rest of of this chapter 18 is, remember that bartering scene between Abraham and God? Where he was like, if there's... Yeah, people, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then chapter 19 is Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm -hmm. Chapter 20, Abraham's at it again. He pimps his wife out with the fake sister story again. But she's 90? Yeah. She's so super fucking old. I guess she's a foxy old lady. Really foxy. So this time is to this king named Abimelech. And then again, God tells Abimelech in a dream that he's a dead man for sleeping with Abraham's wife. But it's like, Abraham told him... That she's his sister. It was his whole Poor plan. lady. I know. Like, why is she still with this guy after <coughs> the know. first time? Marriage is serious like, in the Bible. Uh, it's for, for life. But Abimelech 
We're just going to call him Bimmy. <laughs> that was a good one. He actually hadn't had sex with her. And he's like, how are you mad at me? Abraham, it was his fault. He said he lied. Yeah. It's not my fault. And God responds, okay, yeah, I know it's not your fault. And then this is what trips me out. God says that he kept Bimmy from having sex with her. Even though he already got mad about them having sex? Right. Exactly. So it's like one of those arguments with like some dummy and it's like, oh no, yeah, yeah, that's what I said. And it's like, no, you didn't. (laughs) Just makes no sense. He tells Bimmy, give Sarah back to Abraham. Abraham's going to pray for you. And you'll live. <laughs> I was like, don't worry, Abraham's gonna take care of this for you. And then he <laughs> goes on to add that if he doesn't give her back, God's gonna kill him and his whole family. <laughs> so rude. <laughs> Real hostile. Hmm. I'm glad we don't have to <laughs> deal with that guy anymore. Yeah, he's rude. Bimmy gets up early, calls a meeting with his servants, who are all freaked out by this turn of events. Like, oh, this guy's out. I mean, this woman is somebody's wife, blah, blah, blah. Bimmy calls Abraham over and is like, what the fuck? I didn't do anything to you. What He basically says, what you did to me is something no one should ever do. What was your plan? <laughs> what was the point? And Abraham's explanation is that he assumed they were all shitheads and that they were going to kill him and steal his wife. I mean, it's like he didn't even know them. Why would you? It's just weird. Yeah. And then he goes on to say, but she really is my sister. She's my (laughs) half-sister. But I'm also married to her. That's his explanation. That makes it okay. Right. And when God told us to leave, right, remember, God was like, get up and go. I asked her while we're traveling, you know, just pretend you're my, just say you're my sister. So we're not really lying. But we're starting to lie. (laughs) Normal. (laughs) So Bimmy gives, I don't know why... In addition to giving Sarah back to Abraham, he gives livestock and more servants to Abraham and goes, you can live anywhere you want on my land. I don't know why he's giving him extra things. Right. This guy fucked him over. Got God mad at him. Then Bimmy tells Sarah that he's given Abraham whom he refers to in the text as her brother. He just accepted that explanation. It was like... Gross. Yeah, I'm going to give your brother a thousand pieces of silver as payment on her behalf for what she did. This, of course, is the woman's fault. And at the end of verse 16, it literally says, Thus she was rebuked. So he... Here's some money... For what you did, you bitch. (laughs) She's rebuked. Very rude. And then the story ends with Abraham praying for Bimmy, just like God said. And then, you'll love this. God healed Bimmy's wife and his female servants 
because he had struck them barren because of the shit that happened with Sarah. So he was like, I don't know how long this whole exchange was, but for a little brief time, they couldn't have kids. Just because Scott was sad. And then he was like, okay, you're fine now. I'm like just really mad now. Right? All right. Promised son is here, Laura. In chapter 21. And in my notes, I put, it's official, God fuck Sarah. Because <laughs> in verse 1, uh, or verses 1 through 7, I can't remember what verse this is exactly, but it says, And the Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah as he had spoken. For Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age at the set time of which God had spoken to him. God just goes waltz it down. I guess they fuck him. She's pregnant. They named the baby Isaac, like God told them. They circumcised him at eight days old, just like God told them. It's noted that Abraham is a hundred years old when Isaac is born. And Sarah's basically like, who would have ever thought I'd be nursing a baby right now? What a trip. Uh, no one. Old ass lady. Verses 8 through 19, long story short, Sarah's not happy with Hagar and Ishmael. Tells Abraham to kick them out. Abraham is upset. God tells him not to worry about it. Listen to Sarah. Because Isaac is the special kid anyway. But because Ishmael's also your son, he'll be fine. So whatever. Who cares? (laughs) Abraham gets up early. He gives bread and water to Hagar. And sends her and the kid away. Bye! They're wandering around in the wilderness. And they run out of food and water. She puts her son under a shrub. And sits... <laughs> I don't know how long this distance is. But it says a bowfoot's distance. <laughs> so I guess as long as you can shoot with an arrow. That's pretty far. <laughs> yeah. She's, she goes that far away from him. And cries because she doesn't want to watch her son die. So sad. (laughs) These people are so mean. But it says that God heard the little boy crying. And an angel... uh, An angel appears. (laughs) Asks her, what's wrong? Um, you don't know what's wrong? You haven't... You've been watching this whole time. Uh, he goes, don't don't worry about it. God heard your son. Not, Not her. Not worried about her. God heard your son. Uh, go get him. He's gonna be fine. Then it says God opened her eyes. She saw a well. She goes over, she fills up her water, you know, thing. Gives some water to Ishmael. And he grows up there in the wilderness. Becomes an archer. <laughs> and his mom got him a wife in Egypt. She, she went over to Egypt. Okay. Got him a wife. We'll skip the rest of this chapter. It's really random, not interesting. But if you're curious, Genesis chapter 21, verses 22 to 34 is an exchange between Abraham and Abimelech, Bimmy, where they make a cool pact with each other, and Abraham gives him some sheep. <laughs> and some shit. No, I didn't need to know that. <laughs> so funny. Okay, so here's where we're going to end. This is the big story. This is the one you've probably heard about, the sacrifice of his son, Abraham's son. Uh, maybe. Okay, so chapter 22 of Genesis. God feel- is feeling like a dick again. He decides he's going to test Abraham and says, take your, 
Take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, take him to the land of Moriah and sacrifice him on a mountain. <laughs> so, okay. How, how is that his only son? Right, because he has Ishmael. But it's the only one that God cares about, apparently. Didn't God make the other one too? Yes. So that's why it's so, like, he's just, I don't know. He's just, God just forgets about people. Yeah, he just... Ah. Cast some aside. It's just the Sims, right? Yeah. He just forgets. Oh, I forgot about that family over there. So naturally, Abraham gets up early, splits some wood for this offering to God, takes a donkey, two servants, and Isaac, his son, up to the mountain that God points out to him. They've been traveling for three days when Abraham sees the place where they're supposed to end up. And uh, he tells his servants, you guys are going to stay here uh, with the donkey. Isaac and I are going to go worship. And he basically says they're going to be right back. Mm -hmm. But God told him to sacrifice his son. So how is he going to explain his son's absence when he gets back? Oh, he fell off a cliff. Oops. Yeah. He takes the wood, gives it to Isaac to carry. And Abraham takes a torch and a knife, and they go off, just the two of them. And Isaac clearly is feeling like something's not adding up. And he's asking, Dad, don't we need a lamb to sacrifice or something? And Abraham just tells him that the Lord will provide the lamb for himself. So they get to the right spot. Abraham builds an altar, puts the wood on top. Then he ties up his son and puts him on top of the wood. And gets the knife and is ready to kill him. No mention of whether there was a struggle, but there at least has been mention of him being 13 and getting circumcised. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That was Ishmael. So I don't know how old Isaac was at this point, but he was young. Yeah. And like, uh, Dad, why are you tying me up? <laughs> what are you, what's going on? Just in the nick of time, an angel's like, hold up. Don't hate your son. Now that I know... The angel says, now that I know you really fear God, I know that because you were ready to kill your own kid. It's like, up to the angel? What? Who cares? What the angel thing? Abraham looks up and sees a ram stuck in a thicket by its thorns. So he offers that to God instead. And he named the place the Lord will provide. Cool. Then again, his descendants will be blessed. Um, Oh my God. And now it's an angel saying it. And he says it, it's because Abraham spared his son. So it's like, but you already said it so many times. So you plan on it being conditional after a certain point? What the fuck? So yeah, that's that's the end of Abraham for now. There might be a little dabbles of him later, but that's the bulk. <laughs> Just like more stupid shit. Yeah! God sucks. Yeah, but like, I remember in Sunday school, Abraham is like, this great guy to emulate. Why? Right. It's like he was some old ready dude who's just like his son. Some old dude who's just letting his wife. Right. That you know, too. Sleep with a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. And also, just like his wife says, "Oh, just have sex with my servant." He's like, "Okay." Nah, Abraham sucks. Yeah. But oh, he had faith in the Lord, so he was really one to uh, model your life after. <laughs> Great guy, great guy. We're going to be coming up pretty soon on uh, 
a little series heading up to Easter. It's going to be fun. If you guys have Easter-related questions, hit us up. On I'm, the... I'm really excited to find out uh, where the Easter bunny comes in, into the Bible. <laughs> oh, yes, that's in uh, Leviticus chapter 15. Yeah. The bunny. <laughs> there is a big golden calf. That's not the same thing. But not a, um, not a bunny. That I can remember. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, so get ready for that. Hit us on the Facebook, the Twitter, the Instagram, Hybel Podcast. Oh, thanks to Anchor for. What was that? <laughs> Feature? Oh, cool podcast idea? Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. Mm-hmm. Our little podcast was up there. Somebody liked us. Super cool. Um, please subscribe, rate, review, do all of those things. Have an excellent week. Anything else? Nope. Bye. Bye. <laughs>